Have you ever looked at someone thriving in their business and wondered, how did they do it? Have you ever thought that you can't have mental health and success? Have you doubted your own ability to create a financially thriving career that still has your well-being at the forefront? Well, welcome to the Boardroom Brain Podcast, where we tackle those very questions. I'm Dr. Lauren Cook, and I'm a clinical psychologist and speaker that takes you behind the business and inside the minds of today's most successful and personally thriving leaders. We're taking a look at our guests' secrets to success, how they bounce back when they've been knocked down, and what advice they have for you. Oh, and I've got another motive too. As a clinician and company consultant who frequently sees employees struggling mentally and knocking on the door of burnout, I'm invested in having conversations about how we can bring more wellness into company culture. I want to make sure that everyone has the absolute best work experience that we all can have, and I believe that includes making sure our businesses are invested in their employees as people, not just as time card stampers and payroll lists. So get excited to listen, learn, and leverage your own leadership skills. These conversations will help you tap into your own bravery while helping you reprioritize your sense of well-being, both at work and when you're off the clock. So step inside the conference room with me and welcome to the boardroom. Your brain is about to get a major bonus. Welcome to the Boardroom Brain Podcast, everyone. I cannot wait for you to hear today's guest. She also happens to live nearby me in Los Angeles. So this is an extra special episode. Here, let me introduce you to Paige Heafy. She's the Chief Integration Officer at Giant, a company that automates the patient journey through AI. Paige leads all customer-facing post-sales activity for Giant, including deployment, support, and customer success. Her goal is to structure each customer relationship for efficiency, growth, and meaningful impact for the customer and their patients. She applies a unique approach to leadership and customer relationships that emanates from training from Danny Meyer's USHG and her Lean Six Sigma Black Belt certification. Prior to Giant, Paige has nearly 20 years of experience in strategic planning, business development, and performance improvement at health systems. Oh my gosh, Paige, what a bio. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. It's a pleasure to be here. And oh, wow, that 20 years, that actually makes me feel really old now. But it's been a wonderful journey and just so many great experiences along the way. So I'm happy to you know, have that conversation with you and your listeners today. I love it. Well, we are so lucky to have you. And, you know, lately, I like to kick off the podcast. I'm a big reader for people watching on YouTube. They'll see all the books behind me and we Mm -hmm. have the health book club. So I always like to ask our guests, what are you reading lately? What's something that's inspiring you that's making you think? Give us give us a wreck. Yeah, I mean, I love reading myself, too. Um, And I listen to podcasts, of course, I do, uh, you know, audible for Um, books, but I also love the traditional like paper, you know, that feeling of that paper in my hand. So um, let's see, I've been reading a lot lately about various many different topics. You know, I like to always like keep my mind open and going in different directions, right? Because there's so much about business and life and, you know, kind of personal development that I'm always curious and trying to like learn more about and understand. So there's one book I'm reading right now called Humble Inquiry. 
which is, yeah, which is really about, right, as a leader, how do you um, have humility in conversation so that you can really be a much more effective listener and then ultimately leader mm-hmm. for your organization. So I'm reading that. Um, then I have a friend also recently gave me a Stephen King book of short oh, stories. Cool. So yeah. I'm kind of yeah, doing yeah. some fun stuff like that. Um, and then I just recently uh, reread and completed um, the book, How to Be Anti-Racist. Um, yep, you know, again, right? It's just ongoing current topic. Um, I want to make sure that I am, you know, effective with, you know, again, my peers, my, my kids, my coworkers, my employees um, in that and having meaningful and effective dialogue and conversations even around that topic around diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad mm-hmm. to speak to that. That's such an important book. You've got a yeah. great list there already. Yeah. <laughs> Goodreads friend requests, I think. Yes, yes. Um, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm reading a book right now by Susan Kane. She did that book, uh, Quiet, you know, about the power yes. of extroverts. And yes. the latest book is called Bittersweet. And it's oh. about you know, holding the both end of life, the joy mm-hmm. and the pain together. And um, it's been really good. I'm enjoying it. So oh, I, I imagine, um, especially given the last two years and what many of us have gone through, that is a very like contemporary topic and book. Mm-hmm. So. It, it's been good. Yeah, it might be the next cool. one for our Brain Health Book Club. We'll see. I think um, so. I'm definitely going to have to pick it up myself and read it. Well, speaking of emotions, I always mm-hmm. like to do a little LinkedIn stalking, if you will. And okay. love on your LinkedIn profile, you have a tagline, happy mm-hmm. teams, happy leader, happy life. So definitely happiness seems to be a theme for you. I'm curious how this plays out for you <laughs> and, and that tagline. Yeah. I, I love that choice. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I definitely... Um, feel it's very important, right, to be a very positive person. Like I, you know, positive vibes, you know, to find, you know, the positive things in life, happiness, joy. Um, So I'm very much that type of person with that orientation, right? You know, I'm I'm the glasses half full person, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I always, in order to keep myself really energized and in a positive mindset, I look to seek out, you know, the positive things in life, the happiness um, of the little moments, even when there are hiccups and things aren't going well, like from day to day in work, you know, work projects and stuff. You know, I always try to, you know, still keep the energy around everything in a very positive um, spin and a very positive dimension because you, if, there's too much negativity and kind of too much thinking about everything that is not right in life mm-hmm. or not going right, you know, on a project of work, then um, the, the energy, you know, drops and morale drops and stuff. And so it's really important that I stay in a positive and a healthy state of mind, mm-hmm. um, that I support my uh, teams and each and every one of my employees in doing that. Because ultimately that, um, you know, that reaps rewards like tenfold around how we engage with clients and ultimately client success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That all makes sense to me. I mean, it sounds like holding that positive mindset and to be mm-hmm. clear for people listening, it's not that we deny when things are challenging or we push it. No, not at all. 
But I wonder, yeah, if you see that impacting your team where it does have this contagious effect where morale is improved, it sounds like it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In no way am I implying that you ignore when there are not good things happening, right? Company-wise, you know, individual-wise, right? In fact, part of being able to have, find the happiness and the positivity in moments is because you have those relationships in which you can be authentic with your your team members around when things aren't going right or when personally you've had a really bad day or something has happened in mm-hmm. your life, right? And to be able to have those trusting relationships with your team members allows them for those uh, sharing in the authentic moments and being able to um, empathize and support people to get through, right? To get through those hard times. And that's where the happiness ultimately then comes from because you're happy that you have good, meaningful relationships, you know, in your personal life and in your work life. You are happy that you had support from Mm -hmm. people, right? To get you through the tough times. You are happy that you actually then maybe overcame a hurdle or a difficult period in time, right? And so that's, that's where the happiness emanates from. Right. We all have, yeah, we all have difficult periods in our life for one reason or other. And, you know, there's still um, the ability to get through them, right. Mm -hmm. And still find, you know, happiness in, in, in those difficult times. Totally, totally. I mean, I, I always feel like, you know, when life is feeling uncontrollable and things are just, oh, yes, with, your perspective is your power. You know, no one can take that away from you, how you choose to look at something. And, and I love that mindset. It sounds like for you that there is that positive framed mindset that has yes. an effect for others. And I'm curious about this because some mm-hmm. people listening, they may still be thinking, wait, does she have a black belt? Like thinking, <laughs> <laughs> so you yes. have to tell us a little yes. bit more about USHG, Lean yeah. the Black Belt. Tell people about that and how yeah. that has impacted you in your current role. I want to talk mm-hmm. about that. Sure. Um, I will talk about those plus some other things that uh, didn't necessarily make it onto my bio, but I think have uh, also influenced my life and my career. Mm-hmm. Um, so Danny Meyer, many people may know about him. He's a very successful restaurateur in New York City. He has, um, his company is called Union Square Hospitality Group, UHSG for short. I was very fortunate um, to have trained um, with his team when they had a consulting firm uh, up and running. And this was pre-pandemic. And they were very helpful in working with me and others at the time around how do you bring kind of hospitality into the workplace, right? And so we think of hospitality around, you know, just restaurants, bars, you know, places like uh, hotels, things like that. But when you're working in healthcare, there is an element of, you know, care delivery and, you know, interacting with patients, their family members, stuff that actually have it has an element of hospitality yes. as a part of it, but we don't think of it really that way, right? We think of those industries as very separate, but there are very common themes um, in both of them. So we did work with them around how do you take some of their core concepts around service delivery, like the technical elements of service, but then that 
empathic, how does it make you feel element around service? How do you bring those two together and apply it in healthcare? Um, how do you um, <clears throat> hire then people, the right people for to deliver that type of experience? So we did a lot of training and development around um, hiring for the right people. And then I think probably the most impactful was their general framework, that they have a framework that they refer to as the virtuous cycle of enlightened hospitality. But really what it is, is at the core of it, you put your employees first. And so if you invest and you put your employees first, then again, similar to what I have seen in my own personal life is, you know, they then... Um, drive and deliver, ex, you know, exceptional results and an exceptional experience for the customer in our world, the patient, our clients. And then, and then that yields then the, you know, financial success of the company and then how you engage with your relationship with, you know, vendors and suppliers and with the community as a whole. So that um, framework was very uh, a very learning that framework and applying it was a very um, meaningful and kind of a sea change about who I was as a leader mm -hmm. at a point in my career. And then the Lean Six Sigma uh, Black Belt, that is work around, you know, process improvement and how do you, you know, really make processes more efficient, more reliable, safer. Um, but through that, you know, lean actually comes out of Toyota, whereas Six Sigma comes out of American industry. And in Toyota, Toyota too has a very um, strong culture about putting the employees first mm -hmm. and really working to learn what the daily processes and daily life of the employee is like. And then engaging them in the meaningful conversations around, okay, well, then how do you really eliminate waste and really make your processes more efficient for you, the employee, mm -hmm. right? And so, again, it's a very similar theme around you put the employees first, you really, right, you as a leader, you really learn how to become a good listener, really empathic. And when you do that, you know, again, it, it just gives you a completely different relationship and dynamic with your teams, whether you are the leader or you're interacting with leaders above you. And it just yields, you know, just really, like, for me, really positive, like uh, life-changing results. I am loving everything that you're saying <laughs> right now. It's so interesting to merge the worlds, you know, of yes. care yep. and hospitality as you're describing it. It makes so much sense. Oh, yeah. And, you know, honestly, it's, I feel like we need to apply this to every industry because. Um, it's true, right? I mean, Toyota, Toyota creates cars, you know, Danny Meyer creates amazing restaurant experiences, right? I, I've been in healthcare, right? I mean, very, all very different industries, but yet the themes, the themes are the same in all of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm right there with you, you know, especially from a mental health standpoint. Oh, yes. Putting the employees first, you know, yes, yeah. we want to serve our clients, but how can we serve our clients if our employees are not doing well themselves? Absolutely. So, tell us a little bit more, like how that plays out. What does that actually look like? Uh, I'm curious to hear more on that. 
Yeah, sure. We, um, well, so first and foremost, I think going back to my tagline about happy teams, happy leader, happy life, um, I put the teams first because my, as a leader, my first priority really are my, are my teams and making sure that they are, you know, just, you know, running at, you know, kind of at their highest kind of uh, performance. But when I say performance, I say, you know, emotionally as well as kind of business performance. Mm -hmm. But in my, you know, happy leader is second, but it's important that for me to be in a good headspace and good mind space, if I'm going to drive it uh, in my team too. And so I have really done a lot of work myself. It's been a personal journey myself to, um, uh, develop kind of routines and practices that keep me in a good headspace um, emotionally, uh, psychologically as well in order that I'm always kind of working at my maximum performance. So mm. I've had, you know, I've done a lot of work around developing a mindfulness practice. Um, I do yoga a couple of days a week. I, I can no longer run because I don't have good knees anymore, but I walk, you know, like quick walk three to five miles a day. Oh, wow. And yeah, because part of that, that is part of my end of day routine that helps me, right, calm down and, you know, kind of get, make that transition from work mm -hmm. down into my personal life, um, right? It allows me to like, get through all of my thoughts mm -hmm. of the day and you know clear my head mm -hmm. sometimes I'll listen to music sometimes I will listen to a podcast sometimes I will just you know walk it with nothing in silence because I need it mm -hmm. so I really worked over time to develop some of those habits in my daily routine in order that I can then one be a role model and not just, you know, uh, tell them or, or do, was it do what I say, not what I do, you know, or just like, right, tell them what to do or, or encourage them to do these things, but not, not role model it myself, right? So I've done a lot of work to develop those habits myself. And then to support and facilitate conversations with my team members around that. And then as a company, we have a very um, strong orientation to supporting our, our employees and having a strong company culture around personal and professional development. And so in that, we offer a number of different um, benefits that our employees can take advantage of. So we do offer um, uh, subsidized and free counseling through um, Headspace and uh, and Better Help. Mm -hmm. um, we have uh, we offer benefits around um, uh, Class Pass using Class Pass for like physical activity and class. exercise. Right. <laughs> so we offer a Class Pass. We have uh, you know a daily not daily sorry a weekly lunch kind of subsidy that we offer like to make sure that right you also get kind of that nutritional. Mm -hmm. You know, incorporation, we have um, allocation for um, personal and professional development around courses and, you know, learnings. Um, we, we have a very um, good time off policy 
And part of it is us as leaders really working with our staff to make sure that they take the time off because in America, we are very good with saying that we offer paid time off, but then none of the employees actually take it. Mm -hmm. And so we do a lot of work um, with, again, ourselves as leaders modeling it and saying, it's okay for us to take time off and we take time off. And then working with our employees to say, okay, you need to take time off. You have four weeks every year. Like, when are you going to take it? Like, you have to take it because it's very important that you get that downtime so that you come back, like, refresh. So there's a number of different ways I could go on. There's a, there's a number of other different ways we do that a lot of companies have also <clears throat> done over the pandemic, like mm-hmm. trivia nights and cooking classes and things like that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a really, wow. I feel really... Um, very fortunate to work in a company with such a great uh, culture and to then be a leader to help support and facilitate it. It sounds extensive. It sounds like you're doing yeah. a lot. I mean, shoot, I want a class pass discount. That's <laughs> I, love I know, right? That's great. Yeah. So many good things. And we are also talking about the client today as well. I'm mm-hmm. curious, how are you seeing this translate to client results, client interactions, yes. and maybe tell folks a little bit more, you know, about what Giant does in terms of supporting mm-hmm. clients in a digital way. Yeah. So we have a, a digital platform that uses AI to um, engage patients along the patient journey. So we sell to health systems and then they extend out our product to patients and consumers. Mm-hmm. And so the offerings allow patients to do online activities such as go through an AI-driven symptom checking process, mm-hmm. help with uh, care navigation, finding a doctor, helping to pay a bill, scheduling an appointment, things like that. Um, and, then, uh, and then we also offer... Um, uh, products that then allow people to uh, conduct outreach to patients like so post discharge or post having a baby you know we have outreach to the individuals to say hey we want to check in on you how are you doing are you having any issues like, such as a fever or you know uh, nausea or vomiting and you know how's your pain things like that so we um, have products that can do essentially automated AI-driven outreach and care navigation for patients along the entire patient journey. Mm-hmm. So for us, you know, it is, in, you know, the co-founders, you know, founded this company, right, with that whole intention of really wanting to improve access to care and to reduce the cost of care, right? Mm-hmm. If, you know, we in the um, healthcare industry, you know, we can do these things just by us asking, you know, our friend, the doctor or the nurse who we're working with and say, hey, my child is spiking a fever and has this and this other symptom, what do you think it is, right? And so they wanted to be able to give that access to anyone, not just because you are a personal friend of a clinician or you work with them. Mm-hmm. They wanted it to be available to everyone. So in that drive to increase access to care, re, you know, help 
help refer people to the appropriate place for care and not have people end up unnecessarily in the ED. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that was their mechanisms to help, you know, uh, hit on some of those key pain points that we all experience in the healthcare industry right now. Now, with the pandemic and you know the increase around and the in, the increase around provider burnout, um, you know our products are also playing a role around in that arena too, and helping to address that issue because they can automate and take care of the administrative burden and some of those things that clinicians don't really want to do. They shouldn't have to do, quite honestly, right? Our, it's become so bureaucratic. Our healthcare industry has become so bureaucratic with, you know, forms and papers and authorizations and things like that, that, you know, there's a lot of that that can be automated and doesn't have to be done by an individual. And so we are develop our products also help with that with taking out of all the unnecessary work collecting that in an automated way delivering it to the provider and then allowing the provider ha to have a more meaningful interaction and conversation with the patient so you know you know uh, fortunately and unfortunately <laughs> the pandemic right has really heightened this issue we're, and you know, the fortunate thing is that we're able to help with it. So um, with that, you know, one, our interactions with our clients, one, they are coming to us saying, please help us. We have these major issues going on with, with our, you know, our health system, our providers, you know, now like there's shortages in the workforce. We really need help hiring people. And so um, our team, you know, one, right, because we just come to the table with a huge amount of empathy and just being really good listeners, you know, really can sit there and engage with the clients around these topics, really have, you know, just let them tell us about what is, you know, their pain points, what are the issues that they're trying to solve, and then allow us to come back with proposals on the design and how it will work for them. And so I think, we're, we have a niche around that in that we don't sit there and say, well, here's our product, take it as it is. Um, you can't really configure it to meet your needs. You know, it will only solve part of your problems, not all of your problems. We really come to the table with the ability to like, do customized work and to really make it the most meaningful a product that the client needs. Mm -hmm. I love that, that customization and mm -hmm. really solving two problems on both yeah. sides, you know, for client, because really, I mean, it does come from such a place of privilege, right? Of mm -hmm. like, oh, I'll just talk to my doctor friend. Sure. A lot of people don't have a doctor friend. Your friend, so exactly. Making it so much more accessible to folks and also mm -hmm. helping resolve the burnout issue of all of our yes. patients, you know? So, oh, yeah. Wow, that's so oh, yeah. cool. Really. Yeah. It, it's been, you know, a fantastic, fantastic journey. I mean, I started um, actually working in hospitals and health systems. I have had that experience of, you know, being the individual who our client is. So, um, you know, I've had the experience of actually walking in their footsteps. Um, and, you know, then, you know, 
moved into actually being on the product side and wanting to help have an impact developing and designing the products, you know, for our clients. And so part of the training and education that we do with our team is around, let us help you walk a day in, in the footsteps you know, of one of our clients, let's, you know, talk about what they're experiencing, what they're trying to juggle and like really help you uh, get an understanding of what their life is like, how difficult their, you know, uh, how difficult some of their days can be, what the challenges are, how they're trying to juggle multiple priorities. And, you know, let's really uh, work on how we can, you know, just understand and empathize with them, you know, just empathize, right? And then sit there and, you know, from that design, you know, a really great solution for them. Yes, there's that empathy piece coming up. And Mm -hmm. I also see you helping tackle mental health issues as well, because so many clients consult Dr. Google and diagnose themselves Mm -hmm. all kinds of things. And the fact that, okay, yes, it's AI, but talking where there's, you're getting Mm -hmm. real time information and feedback. um, And that way you're not having folks come in, you know, in person to see, I have X, Y, Z. And it's like, no, let's hold on for a second, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, So so many problems you're resolving and you mentioned you've seen all aspects of it throughout your Mm -hmm. career. Paige, you've had over 20 years of experience cited in the bio. I always love to, to hear from our guests, you know, what, what would you say the secret of your success? Maybe not so secret now, but yeah. what do you feel like has been integral in, in your own career journey? I, I think what has been integral is one, um, pursuing a passion. So, mm-hmm. right. Healthcare or not even healthcare specifically, I guess I would say wanting to help other people, wanting to make other people, other, other people's lives better has been a passion of mine one way or the other. And healthcare, right, is a very natural kind of area that helps one achieve that. So pursuing my passion um, at, you know, many different companies over the course of my career has been very key to my success, right? And so, um, that the constant ability to pursue a passion, um, keeping my like curiosity levels high, right? Um, and there are times, right, as individuals, you know, over the course of our career, you know, though we will have low spots, you know, for one reason or other, but, you know, being able to come out of it and still, you know, have that um, curiosity to want to pursue a passion and have that energy, again, you know, stay positive for me to stay positive around it all. Um, And then, you know, kind of what we talked about also about kind of um, having a, a practice like some sort of, you know, mental health, you know, related practice for me that has been in the form of mindfulness and yoga and, you know, exercise, it can have, many different shapes and forms and versions for the individual, but having some sort of practice to keep you mentally and emotionally healthy, um, I think has those kind of key three things have really kept me kind of going and Mm -hmm. successful in life, whether, you know, and I've changed, you know, um, I've changed companies, I've changed roles, 
I've been in a traditional health system. I'm now in the startup world. Many, many years ago, I did basic science research, right? And so, you know, it, it doesn't matter kind of what your journey looks like or what, you know, path you take. But as long, for me personally, as long as I kept those three things kind of, you know, as a focal point for me and important, you know, kind of as my keys to success, you know, that's what has driven me to where I am today. Oh, wow. I, I think people are going to play that back, that part, especially. <laughs> we talk a lot on the yeah. show about values, and it sounds like you have yeah. kept your values to the forefront throughout your career. And yes, the yeah. job, the context has changed. Right. It sounds right. like being so centered in that values, those values have been so grounding as you've gone on. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And when those uh, values um, start becoming absent, in the in in my work setting for one reason or other right dynamics can change leaderships can change your role can change right and anything that you know starts to kind of change uh where the uh, start changing into a way where those values are no longer centered mm -hmm. uh, and they haven't been centered for me that's been kind of my aha moment to sit there and say okay this role this job, this position may no longer be the right fit. Mm -hmm. So then what's next? Because you have to get that back. Otherwise, you're not going to be a good leader. You're not going to be a good team member. You're not going to be a good spouse. You're not going to be a good mom, right? You're not going to be a good friend. So those, so you're right. For me, those have been my kind of core values that internally drive me, you know, Every, I'm certain your listeners have, you know, for each individual, they have their own different set of core values, but I would say, yes, you know, a key driving force in success is to stay focused on those. I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah, that is, I think that really is integral. And you mentioned being a mom. We were talking about mm -hmm. that a little bit mm -hmm. before we hit record. And, and some of the guests that we've had on the show uh, their kids are, you know, zero to five, you know, mm -hmm. uh, maybe elementary school. We were just talking, mm -hmm. their kids are, you know, high school and getting sure, ready. In college. Yes. So I'm curious if you're open to sharing, looking back, you know, you've had this career and your kids have been mm -hmm. growing up at the same time. Um, how have you managed it all? Because I think sometimes our listeners, they wonder like, how can I do it all? Have a family and have a great career at the same time. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do not claim to have the secret sauce on that one, but I will say, you know, I, I have been very fortunate to raise two young women who are now 18 and 21. So it's very interesting, uh, raising two young women, uh, during this uh, time, right. It's, it's a very, um, it's a time, and especially recently, that has been a, a real roller coaster with regards to women and women's rights and advancement in our society. And so, um, for for me, I I think the best thing I have done for them is to actually show that yes, I have loved my work every step of the way. I have loved my work, and there have been different difficult times in balancing work versus, you know, home life. Um, there were years where I was not the perfect mom. I didn't make it to all the 
activities and things, right? Um, I would say to your listeners, you have to give yourself permission to be imperfect around all of that. But what I've also been able to do is then sit there and say, okay, that doesn't, has not worked for me. Like at certain periods of my time, right? Hasn't worked for me for one reason or other, right? I was losing my passion. My work was pulling on me too much that then I felt really bad about the role and how I was as a mother. And again, those were kind of signals to me about, okay, you need to reevaluate. Maybe this job or this role isn't the right one anymore, you know, and how do you kind of make that transition or how do you make that change and, you know, get to where you feel you need to be in order to have, you know, a good, you know, again, a good kind of emotional and psychological health for yourself. But then that way you also show it to your kids. Yeah. So, well, I, yeah, yeah. I think that ties perfectly into our, our last question. Then I ask all of our guests, you know, here you are with your two daughters and they're getting ready for their next big steps in the world. Paige, what do you hope your legacy will be? Oh, um, you know, I think my legacy, I will always want my legacy to be that um, in some way, shape or form, I helped, pe- I helped you, I helped people, I helped my, my kids, I helped my spouse. Um, and what that help looks like, you know, I, I don't know, but I hope that it's a positive, I help them in a positive way. Um, and that, you know, people will sit there and say, you know, she was a really good friend, teacher, mentor, team leader, and, you know, and really helped me be successful, like not me personally, but I helped the other person be successful. That's what I want my legacy to be. Well, I think you did that here today with, thank you, just to come on the show and, I learned so much. And one thing I'm taking away from this conversation too is you've been willing to make changes as you need to, you know, oh, yeah. I think oh, a lot yeah. of times we can get stuck and get a little comfortable. And by you knowing those values, you were willing to make changes when yeah. you need to. And that is a powerful message too. Yeah, absolutely. And that change can be really scary, right? Because when you're in a comfortable situation, you kind of know what you're dealing with and moving into another situation is very scary. But my, my personal experience has been, it has always been worth it. Like it, it has always been worth it. And it may not be perfect, but it has always been worth it. And, you know, and that has led me then yet again to just another opportunity that, that also was a great opportunity and another opportunity that was also a great opportunity. So um, don't, don't fear the unknown. Do not fear the unknown. Oh, what a beautiful yeah. episode today. I hope your daughters oh, can thank you. listen to it too. <laughs> Mom. Wow. Uh, I, I loved getting to learn from you today. And now that we're nearby each other, maybe we'll get to carry on the conversation in person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Paige, tell folks where they can get in touch with you if they want to learn more about you or Giant and the great work that's happening there. Well, every, you're more than welcome to look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, again, my name's Paige Heafy. You can always reach out to me on LinkedIn. My company's name is Giant, G-Y-A-N-T. So you can look us up at giant.com. 
And uh, it was a pleasure having the opportunity to talk with you about these really, really important topics, uh, Lauren. I mean, mental health, emotional well-being, all of those are so important right now. So important right now. So it was a pleasure being here. I appreciate you as a leader for stepping into the conversation. And we are so grateful for your time and your insights today. Paige, thank you so much. Likewise. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode of the Boardroom Brain Podcast. Let's cultivate those networking skills starting today. Share this episode with someone who could benefit from listening and leave a comment and review to let me know what you think. Subscribe to get all the latest episodes and don't hesitate to tell me who you'd love to hear on the podcast. Don't forget that you're always welcome to watch the YouTube version of these episodes as well if you'd like to experience this conversation visually. I always welcome your feedback and I hope today's dialogue sparked your own insights. Here's to fostering those healthy brains both in the boardroom and beyond.